Fury FC lightweight champion, Victor Martinez. What's going on, man? Uh, how is life in Texas? Uh, it's pretty good. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot over <laughs> here. But, uh, I mean, everything's opening up slowly. Uh, I think I think Texas is probably ahead from everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, bars are starting opening up over here. Uh, I'm still not trying to go to any of those places, right? But, like, uh, the state itself is already uh, opening up. So, I mean, it's good. It's getting better. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't get any worse, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good that the, the state is allowing you to make the choice of going out and going yeah. to bars and, and gyms and stuff like that instead of them yeah. saying everything needs to be shut down. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. It no, was boy. hard at first when uh, when everything was shut down, you know? Like, I was so used to training every day and stuff. Uh, like, uh, my, uh, my gym, Team Ferreira, and then where I work at the UFC gym uh, also. So everything was shut down and, and, and I couldn't get any training in. My coach couldn't get any training in. We had to kind of look for ways how to get something in there, you know. But, I mean, now that everything's opening up, gyms opening up here, uh, they're still doing the social distancing. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're allowed to train now better and more efficient, you know. When did you uh, start working at the UFC gym? Uh, I've been working at the UFC gym since they opened up here in McAllen, Texas for, I want to say it's already going to be two years. Yeah, okay. since, they, since the first day they opened, I've been working there. So what do you do out there at the gym? Uh, I teach the boxing and the MMA. Yeah, uh, sometimes I'll sub for the other classes if one of the other coaches is going to miss. But uh, I really like boxing and, and I like MMA, so I told them that those are the only classes I kind of want to focus on. Yeah, from from watching your uh, your fights, it, it, it's very clear that you really like <laughs> yeah. the boxing aspect. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I got that Mexican blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Uh, now, uh, with uh, with uh, the UFC gym, man, you, it was closed. Uh, what did you do to keep yourself busy through the through those weeks? Uh, well, I mean, my coach Carlos Diego Ferreira, he has uh, mats at his house and like a room. So he would call me up and be like, hey, come over, let's train. And, and I would go over there and we would grapple with each other. We would train, spar. Uh, sometimes we would go to the park. A couple of guys that fight out of here, out of, out of uh, the valley, uh, Rio Grande Valley, we uh, meet at the park or something and just try to get as much as training we could. I would run. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I always run, but uh, I ran a little bit more now, you know, just to keep my weight down and stuff. And, just trying to stay ready for when all this gets better. I mean, I'm ready, you know, for the call. Definitely. Well, now, uh, I saw earlier this year you uh, you got that black belt, the jiu-jitsu black belt oh, from yes, Diego. Yeah. And uh, that's that's phenomenal, man, uh, being able to get something that takes so long to obtain because a lot of people don't stick around, you know, in jiu-jitsu yeah. that long to be able to get the black belt. But you did. What does that symbolize for you? I mean, it. it uh, I mean, I'm proud that I got it under Carlos Diego. I've known him for, I want to say, like, nine, nine, ten years already. Uh, and we just, we clicked, you know, since we met, and we just kept training together. We learned off of each other. I mean, I learned more off of him than what he's learned off of me. But, uh, I mean, I try to push myself to push him, so get him ready. And, like, he's just given me so, so much knowledge. And just the fact that uh, I was a white belt when he met me, and he promoted me to through all my jiu-jitsu uh, belts, you know, rankings, uh, it, it means a lot, you know. Were you with him from the start when you turned pro? I was with him after my first fight. Uh, okay. My second fight is when I met him when I, while I was getting ready for for that fight. 
and uh and he cornered me and then from there on we just we kept going that's that's great man uh it's he's yeah. a, a phenomenal uh training partner a coach oh, yeah, to have sure. right now and yeah. he's hitting his pro- prime it's yeah uh, it's, he is. it's great he is. to see that he's doing, he's doing great he's doing he's doing big things and he's gonna continue to do big things for sure there's no doubt about that yeah now when you go to the beginning of your uh your pro career you started off with uh back-to-back losses man and and yeah. with, in in mma and combat sports it's the hardest sport on the planet right a lot of people would end up if they fail in the beginning, they'll end up quitting because they're like, oh, this is just not working out for me. You know, what pushed yeah. you through to get he over did. those humps? He did, actually, because I was actually oh, okay. thinking like that. <laughs> I was thinking like that uh, after my second loss. Uh, and, uh, I, like, I wouldn't say I lost, like, super bad. I mean, I was doing good in those fights. It's just little mistakes here and there, you know, uh, uh, adjustments that I had to make. But uh, after I lost my second fight, he uh i told him i was like you know what maybe it's not for me you know maybe i should go back to school and just do something else um but he was like nah let's give it one more shot let's, let's do it again like let's do a full camp under me you'll be with me under full camp and we'll we'll get we'll get the third one for sure i was like all right let's do it so and then after that i went in a four or five win streak and uh and i was like man like like uh it changed my mind you know i, I was like i was more committed to it uh, my way of training was a lot better. Uh, once I got under him, he uh, we, we started training a little bit smarter, uh, just taking care of our bodies a little bit more and stuff like that. So, I mean, it worked out for the best, you know? Yeah, it's so important to have someone like that in your life because if that person wasn't there, who knows where you'd be right now? You probably wouldn't be fighting. Yeah, for sure, you know? And uh, I, actually, I actually have to give a lot of props, too, to my... Our, our boxing coach, my and Diego's, because uh, uh, Rick, Rick Avendano, he helps us out a lot. Like he, he pushes us. He doesn't let us quit, and he he makes he makes us uh, work. You know. Um, also, our coach from from Fortis MMA, mm-hmm. uh, Safe Saud. I'm sure I'm sure you've heard of him. Oh yeah. And 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 the UFC already. He's also he's also our our coach. Both of our coaches, and and every time we go train with over there, it's just like like more motivation you know to keep going and train harder and uh train smarter too you know uh, he's always teaching us different ways to train smarter and not get injured and stuff like that fortis mma one of the 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 rising teams in the world of mma yeah you know oh, and you sure. guys you guys have your own little team but you go over there during camp are you there like uh three times a week or how do you split that up okay well the way we we've done it we have we got like a little routine going we'll do uh uh they do ground and pound on mondays and then they have like sparring uh, mma sparring on tuesday so me and diego will drive over there like sunday like monday morning like early in the morning we'll take off and we'll stay over there we'll train monday we'll train tuesday and then wednesday morning we'll head back uh well after our tuesday night sparring we'll head back and we'll get here in the valley it's a nine hour it's a nine hour drive so we'll get here by by like six in the morning and then, uh, and then our training here starts at, at nine thirty, or uh, so. We just go home, get our stuff, rest a little bit, and then get back to training. Especially if we're in camp, um, uh, if he's in camp or if I'm in camp, we, we'll make the effort to go and train as soon as we get back from Dallas. And we'll do it like every other week. One week we'll go, one week we'll stay here, and then one week we'll go again. The following week we'll go again. 
Well, that's dedication because nine-hour drives are not easy at all, man. It doesn't, it doesn't even <laughs> oh, matter no, if no, you're no. just sitting there in the passenger seat. No, it's hard. It's rough. Like, uh, he has to stay up for me, and I have to stay up for him because it's <laughs> kind of hard to stay up overnight, you know, driving. So, so I mean, we, we kind of just stick it out and, and, and just – and just push through, you know. Now I want to go over some of the fights that you've had in your career. Oh, um, yeah. Let's go. Let's talk about first uh, your your title winning performance at Fury FC last summer. Second round knockout. It was a spectacular <laughs> finish. Take me through that fight. Okay, first round uh, we were filling each other out a little bit, uh, moving around, you know, just like any other fight. He, uh, I went for like a kick. I, yeah, I did go for a kick, and he caught my kick, and uh, he took me down with that. We were in the ground for a little bit. I got a sweep. I swept him. And then on the, uh, while I was scrambling to get up, he rushed me again to the cage. And then he took me down. Uh, we kind of had a little exchangement there with punches, trying to scramble. And I was trying to get work my way back up. Um, but, I mean, Estenico is good on the ground. You know, like, we knew going into that fight that that's what he was going to try to do. So we knew, we knew like, uh, as soon as he takes you down, stay relaxed, stay calm, uh, let him work his thing, gas out, and you just stay patient, and the opportunity will come, and I will get up. So that was that was the game plan from the beginning, and uh, and that's how it played out. First round, we ended up in the ground. He actually went for an arm bar uh, towards the end, but I was defending it, and then the bell rang. Uh, it wasn't very deep, uh, but I had I just had put on my weight on him, so he won't be able to extend his hips. Um, so, and then that happened and then going into second round, uh, we started off standing, of course. And then I just, his jab seemed real, like when my coaches told me too, like his jab is lazy, his jab is lazy. Like be like when, when he throws it again in the second round, commit to your, to your straight, right. And I was like, okay. So I was just waiting for that jab. And, and when, every time he would throw the jab, he would throw it kind of lazy. And I was like, all right, there it is. And then I just threw my two over the top and. And it, I mean, knocked him out. It worked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, there was that... some controversy there. Yeah, there was some controversy there at the end. But I mean, it's 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 not my job to mm -hmm. to decide to stop the fight or not. The ref jumped in. I was gonna I was con gonna continue to hit him. You know, uh, I don't know how bad he was hurt. I mean, his on the video it looks like he was out. And then when he when he hit the canvas, that's when he woke up. But I mean, I, I was right on him right there and then. And then the ref pushed me off of him. So I was like, okay, well, then that's it, you know? Um, but, I mean, like, I seriously don't see him coming back from that. Like, well, I feel like if he got up, we were, like, I wasn't going to let him, I wasn't going to go to the ground with him. Uh, I knew he was hurt, so I was going to tell him to stand back right back up. And I knew he couldn't stand with me. So if he's hurt and he's standing with me again, I knew I, knew I was going to catch him again. So... Whether the ref stopped it or not, I knew I knew I was gonna beat him. Well, with that finish and then your last fight at Combate, that finish too, it just shows that the level of power that you have and you've had throughout your career is that something that you've you've always had, like since a young kid. Because you know, some kids they know. know that they have power from a young age. Yeah, like I was never like a like a street fighter or nothing. I was always like you know I I come from a good family and stuff like. Uh, my parents are good parents. Uh, they raised us good. It's just, I don't know. When I started training and boxing, it just, I don't know. My hands are heavy, I guess. Uh, and my technique is there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, people tell me it's because you're Mexican, right? So I'm just like, hey, well, maybe that's what it is. Like, us Mexicans have that, that boxing blood, you know?
I think anybody would take the the power advantage in anything, any fight. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that developed, you know, in me or, or what. I just, I just, I just trained, and 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 everybody was like, "Oh, you got power, you got power." I never believed it though, until I started knocking people out in my fights. I was like, "Dang, like I guess, I guess I do," you know. Well, now you're on a six fight win streak. You yeah. have a title wrapped around your waist. You're carrying that yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, what else do you think you need to prove to to like the bigger organizations oh, <laughs> to get you signed? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I I beat Luis Luna in Combate. He was ranked number one for years in the mm -hmm. 155 division in the regional scene. You know, uh, I remember I was telling a friend of mine. Uh, I remember when I first started fighting, I would look at the rankings right in Topology, and I would be like, man, like. Like, like Luis Luna is up there at number one. It would be so cool to like fight him and take and be number one, you know. And and now that I fought him and I'm there, it's like I felt like that was enough. I mean, Luis Luna's been around for so long already, and and uh, I I just feel like that should be enough to push me up to the next to the next level. And and I know my coach, uh, Coach Safe from Florida, he's helping me out and and. Uh, He's putting my name out there for the contender series and stuff this this summer. Uh, I'm hoping everything goes through and and I get my call, I get my opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see it happening. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a short list of guys out there, and and you're on that short list uh, for lightweights. Uh, now, if you let's say you don't get a, a a contender series spot, then another better option would be just a short notice fight, right? Would you be open to that one? Oh, like, for sure. Right yeah, I'd be totally open for that. Like. Uh, I mean, I think that'd be better, like, you know, a better way to get in. I won't have to fight again, you know, and then risk it. This way, I just jump straight in and I'm right away. You get your three fight contract. Uh, uh, but I mean, either way, if they want me to fight for the contender series, I will. And if, and if they give me the, the, the last minute call uh, to to cover somebody, then I'll take that, too. Like right now, my weight is good. Uh, I'm doing good. We're keeping my weight low. Um so I'm just I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. I see I see you have you know making your move eventually this year. 2020 should be the time. You know once everything opens back up, uh, oh. nationwide I guess. So uh, yeah, man. But if it doesn't, you're gonna fight. It doesn't matter, man. I'm pretty sure there's guys out there that want to fight you, and uh, that's always a a good problem to have. Thank you, Victor, <laughs> for the time, and uh, good luck to you, man. And and hopefully you do get signed, and and we see you in that octagon. I appreciate it, and, and thank you for your time, too. I, I appreciate uh, you considering me being on your show.